Howdy y'all. This is April with Chefie's Sandbox. Welcome to a new podcast episode. I had promised you guys that I would, you know, start being a little bit more consistent with the episodes because I was feeling some of the excitement, some of the inspiration start to flow again. But when I was thinking about what I want to talk about, not really much came up other than, guess what? This is like no surprise to the people who've been listening for a while. It's another synchronicity. And why I think synchronicities are so important, this is what was brought to my attention again today. I was in conversation with someone and they were mentioning how when they lost their their childhood faith that nothing has shown up to replace that and that she was happy for me that I had found something uh, to be of comfort and I had to think and sit with that whether I had replaced it with something and I I realized I have regained a certain level of trust in a loving creator, trust in a universe. And that has been a process that has been due to a series of synchronicities. And I think that's why I love them so much because if it weren't for synchronicities, AKA miracles, then it would feel like it was there for a while, that there was no meaning to life and that we were simply here to try and scratch out some joy and moments of pleasure in a landscape of pain and loss and grief. So the synchronicities have been the threads that have led me back to, yeah, a belief system of sorts. So yeah, I'm going to go back, since I'm looking for inspiration, I'm gonna go back to synchronicities and what they're doing for my life here recently. Okay, so to set the stage, I would invite you to first make sure you've listened to episodes 43 and 44. That is where I talk about a life-changing hypnosis session I had regarding my dog, Freckles, and where I also detail the events surrounding her passing and so many coincidences that couldn't be coincidences afterwards that led me to feel very supported and seen in that loss. So after you've listened to that, you will know that the themes of blue and the southern corner of my yard were very significant. And you'll hear me mention that we planted a bluish looking plant after my dog passed. I knew that the blue was significant because of the hypnosis session. So I wanted to just go leave it up to the universe 
and I knew like, I'm just going to see something that's bluish and I'm going to like it. And that's what we're going to plant above her gravesite. And that's exactly what happened. I can't remember if I actually mentioned the name of the plant we ended up purchasing, but I'm going to leave that for a little cliffhanger because we're going to be getting to that. Okay. So, and by the way, the plant's doing very well. It's growing nicely in that corner. Okay. So life continues. I follow Courtney Starkey, who, by the way, was the facilitator of that hypnosis session in which I experienced this fascinating adventure with my dog, who, by the way, is a Pegasus. So I follow Courtney Starkey on her YouTube channel. And therefore, a little bit, she was doing a series regarding flowers, flower therapy. There was a book written by Doreen Virtue and Robert Reeves entitled Flower Therapy. And that this is the whole thing about synchronicities, coincidences, whatever. I didn't purchase this book when she was talking about it. I didn't really feel a call or a need to. I was like, okay, well, she has this, this book that she'll talk about a flower or two. That's cool. Um, I didn't feel a need to get the book myself. Anyway, so she did that for you know a couple of days, and then she went on to something else. I don't know what exactly it was that prompted me to do it, but I was like, you know what, that book, that sounds like something good to have on hand because regardless of what kind of session I'm having with people, whether it's a dream interpretation or uh, hypnosis session that I'm facilitating, I have a couple of books that I love going to. And one of them is called the book of beasties. And so anytime an animal comes into a dream or a hypnosis session, I like to uh, break out that book, take some snapshots of those pages and send them to the person I'm working with because I feel like it, it's a valuable resource. And I thought it would be neat just to have this on hand for any time a flower decided to show up in a hypnosis session or dream. So like I said, her little series on it was over and done with, didn't feel the need at the time. Fast forward, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going and get the book. So I call Half Price Books. Honestly, I've been trying to slow my roll, purchasing everything on Amazon and to be a little bit more supportive of local businesses. So I will not say that I have completely banned Amazon. I'm just trying to be a little bit more mindful because I know even big corporations, they employ people which is great, <laughs> but there have been allegations about work practices, ethics, et cetera. I don't know. So all I know is that I've been trying to support my local bookstore because local bookstores are the best. So I go to half price books. I call them, see if they have the book. They don't, they have to order it in. I'm mentioning this because it's important because of the timeline. It's not like I was immediately able to go pick up the book. It had to be ordered in. So I'm waiting for the book to show up at my local half-price bookstore. And in the meantime, I have 
been I've been a part of Gabrielle Ginter's My Leap of Faith Energy Tribe. So if you look up her My Leap of Faith podcast in the show notes of any of the recent episodes, you'll see how you can join this community of fantastic women. I believe it's 15 of us now. And what we've been doing as part of our curriculum of sorts, I say that in air quotes, is creating a medicine wheel where when we kind of set up sacred space to start ceremony so you can kind of find out what your spirit animals are for the four directions and they can be different for everybody that's what that's what makes it so cool you personalize it so you find out what your spirit animals are that represent each of the directions and what they have what their messages are for you for you to learn so we did that and then also she had us determine the apus, the sacred signs that we would want to associate to each of these directions as we create our medicine wheel. I was slowly making my way through determining my spirit animals for each direction. And then I was going through the apus and I hadn't come up with all of them, but I was slowly making my, my progress. Well, on August... 30th. I know I'm not alone in this with a lot, a lot of polarizing issues on the forefront. Things can seem really wild and crazy and things that you never thought would change, like relationships, things that you thought were solid, 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 solid. Like even if you didn't see eye to eye, that this person would still have your back and trust in your heart that you were a good person and that you could always come back to common ground. Well, it just so happened that things were developing. And on August 30th, I had a very emotional day where said relationship made me feel very uncertain. And kind of scared in a way because this person's viewpoint seemed to be that people who believed like I did on a certain subject were endangering others and as such should not have access to groceries. And, and buying things and stuff like that. So all of a sudden that brought it out of a very, like a mental space into like, wow, if how many people really believe this strongly about it, that they don't, they feel like basic freedoms, rights to, to purchase food And then later on, it was about families being torn apart. Apparently that's okay too. So I was like, if enough people believe like this, I'm not safe. I am not safe to be myself, to have these feelings or belief systems. And wow, I did not realize that 
someone I thought loved me unconditionally, their conditions. So I was really in upheaval and upset about that. Let's continue. That was on August 30th. Two days later, I'm slowly making my way through the Apus. Like I said, in that particular day, I was to the direction of the South. So in meditation, I asked to, you know, for it to be shown to me, what is my sacred site for the South? And I got an image of the pyramids. So uh, Egypt, and I thought, okay, well, that's cool. So then the next day, September 2nd, I get a message that my book is ready to be picked up at Half Price Books. So I go get it. And like I said, it's not as though I had any specific flower in mind. You know, now that I think about it, I was prompted to buy the book in addition to Courtney's little series on it, you might remember that Lorena Espiga, I believe it was for the month of July, she had put that the flower essence was the daisy. And I had thought that that was very fitting and symbolic. It was perfect for that month and exactly what I needed to know because you will remember that the daisies came through in my hypnosis session that I talk about on the podcast. So I was like, you know what? It would just be good to have this book on hand, whether it be the daisies that come through a hypnosis session or what, I'll be prepared. So I was just kind of, I was walking the book to my bookshelf to put it on the bookshelf. And I was just kind of flipping through, noticing that there were some things underlined. And I was kind of close to the front because I wasn't really looking when I, my eye got caught by the word agapanthus. I could totally be mispronouncing that. And if so, I apologize, but I was like, agapanthus, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me go back and look at that because that is the name of the flower that we had planted in that Southern corner above Freckles grave. And I'm just going to read directly from the book. Okay, so it says common varieties are lily of the Nile and African lily. Okay, so my mind already, I was like, how cool is that? That just the two days before I had found my Apu for the South was Egypt is Giza with the pyramids. And here we have varieties of this flower in that Southern corner being Lily of the Nile and African Lily. I just thought that was pretty coincidental and neat, but then it continues. Energetic properties, environmental healing, balancing the energy of the earth, healing global issues, encasing the entire situation with love, releasing addictions, Clearing habits, removing old belief patterns, and granting wishes. All right, the healing description. Agapanthus flowers look like a large ball. They come in either purple, which to me it kind of looked bluish is why I bought it. They come in either purple or white. Both colors bring the same healing energy. The vibration of the agapanthus is that of global healing, 
which is hinted at in the globe-like shape of the flower head. This flower is excellent at healing and regulating the energy of the earth, especially as we go through transition phases. It helps heal situations in their entirety. Just think of the whole or global extent of the affair. You can work with this flower to clear the energy of deeply ingrained issues. For example, it can help release old belief patterns or clear the energy of addictions. These kinds of issues can be spread through many areas of your life. <clears throat> so it's important to make sure you clear out every last remnant. You can use the long stemmed flowers as giant wands for granting wishes. Just imagine yourself as the good witch from the Wizard of Oz. The message from the Agapanthus is this. I can be of immense assistance to any global healing that is needed. After any kind of significant world event, I can be here with you. I serve to help regulate and bring balance to the energy. It's normal and natural for the world's energy to shift from time to time, but I can make this transition much easier and more comfortable for you. I would love to play a role in this transition for you. I'll be there as your support during these events, releasing the old and bringing you closer to God. I encase the entire situation in love. I bring peace and harmony right now, along with loving energy to each and every person who is involved. If you have some kind of issue you'd like to see resolved, I'll help. I can be of service by providing you with healing energies to mend it in its entirety. Okay, so I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fantastic. Me feeling like the whole world is in upheaval and people are at each other's throats and people not trusting each other and feeling like the other person's evil for taking a certain stance or having a certain belief system that some people should not be treated as people because they believe differently than you. It felt very chaotic. I felt unsafe. And for this to be a flower that's talking about a world in transition and things being out of balance and it's here to help during those times I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And I did not know that this flower would have any special or extra significance going forward when I bought it. But it's just so cool how things are so orchestrated to be, to play this beautiful symphony. It's, it's gorgeous. All right, guys, that is all I had for now, but I just wanted to encourage you, if you are feeling sad because your old belief systems have transitioned and you find it possible within yourself just to hold space for the possibility of a divine intelligence some type of divine love at play and perhaps start keeping a uh, day planner. 
I have a day planner that's just for basically synchronicities. So if I start seeing a certain number on the clock, every time I look at it, I mean, I'll write it in my, my day planner. If you can start to see the threads woven together to create this magical tapestry, you may find yourself regaining some of that safety back, some of that feeling of being held and supported and loved. And likely it's not going to look like it did in the past. And that can be traumatic to have old belief systems fall away. But in the healing and the reconstruction of things, a new way of looking at life and the universe. And this time moving forward, as you build, allowing things to change, allowing yourself permission to see things differently. But I, I, like I said, I think that's a place to start. And I am very grateful for the message of these flowers and thankful for the community I have found over at Gabrielle Ginter's Energy Tribe. And because like not all of us feel the same way about things in that group too, but the energy is different in that we realize that each person is making the right decisions for them. And everyone's journey is perfect as it is. And that's a beauty that I'm struggling with. But yeah, it is beautiful. All right, guys, that's enough for now. Until next time, much love. Hello, peeps. I'm back. I've had a chance to think about what I recorded yesterday, and I had some thoughts I wanted to add. One is that I know that when there are two sides to any issue, there is often reason, logic, fear, and love on both sides. I know, for example, the person I mentioned in the first half of this segment, they are definitely acting from a place of love. Right, so this has caused me to pause and reflect and ask myself in what ways are they mirroring a belief system within myself? Is there a dogma I hold on to so tightly in the name of love that I actually start to rationalize criminalization, violence, hatred, shaming? and dehumanizing of the other. So honestly, that was very, you know, it's not really fun <laughs> to reflect and think about some of the easy pat answers I've had to things. When I put this mirror up to it, 
how true am I being to love uh, when I'm holding on to this dogma so tightly that, again, I start to rationalize criminalization, violence, hatred, shaming, and dehumanizing. So secondly, if my fears felt exaggerated to you, that's really to be expected. As I mentioned in episode 35, fear is very, very personal. So while someone else's fears can seem ridiculous to you, likewise, your fears may seem laughable to someone else. But what's important is to realize it for what it is. Anytime your sense of security is threatened, this can be correlated to a blockage in the root chakra. The root chakra is connected to a sense of survival, food, shelter, safety, and very, very importantly, belonging. Now, in the show notes, I've included an article written by Gabby Smith about signs and symptoms of a blockage. I'm, <laughs> my bet is, is that we have all been feeling this flare up. And she, this article lists how to open this chakra back up. She lists, she lists uh, different crystals, mantras, yoga poses. And for those who don't wish to go that woo-woo, there are simple affirmations and other normal things, I put normal in air quotes, other normal things that you can do, like what essential oils to try and certain foods to eat. My favorite tool that was mentioned in the article is being out in nature. Uh, anytime I'm feeling ungrounded, unsafe, frazzled, it reminds me that I have a place on this earth. I have a reason for being here and that everything in this moment is really okay. Thirdly, I realized that I failed to mention yesterday what chakra is associated with the agapanthus? Any guesses? Yeah, the root chakra. All right, next, I wanted to give you all an update on my progress with the Akashic Records reading practice. I've booked the first 15 sessions at no charge, and now I'm booking the second tier of practice sessions. So as part of the homework, I'm supposed to offer the next 10 sessions for $10 a piece. The instructors included this requirement to start charging as they felt that um, one's time and energy is valuable. And for us as readers to start seeing what we offer as valuable, even in a practice role. So now that I'm at this point where I have to start charging, I can see the challenge and why they said that, because the temptation is to keep offering free readings. One doesn't feel as much of a pressure to deliver, right, when it's a free service to begin with. But then once it becomes a money, you know, involved, there's an exchange I can see the possibility of feeling that inner pressure 
to actually deliver a good reading and good, I have in air quotes as well, deliver a good reading when in reality, there are things beyond your control as a reader that, and you're still learning. I'm still in that learning phase. So with all that being said, I can tell you that I've gotten feedback from some of my practice clients that the information they received in a reading with me was very helpful and insightful. And they asked me, they had one lady ask me how she could write a review. So all that positive feedback that it's been helpful in some way, it's keeping me going. And I invite you to book a practice reading with me at my website. That's aprilific.com forward slash Akasha or Akasha, however you pronounce it, but it's spelled A-K-A-S-H-A. Now, several of my classmates are also needing a lot of practice sessions. We each have to uh, we each have to reach our individual homework assignment of 40 readings uh, before we can consider ourselves an Akashic reader. And some of those classmates still have free sessions available. So if you want their contact information, you can just reach out to me. Um, you know, shoot, I'll just go ahead and include it in the show notes and that will make it so much easier. Lastly, I have an interview coming up with a polarity therapy practitioner, Stacy Kenny. I do not know anything about polarity therapy. So you and I will be learning together, but I knew I wanted to have her on the show, especially since I had just published an episode with the title listing polarity in it. It said serving polarity with iguanas, coins, and water and fire. I will explore that synchronicity more in the upcoming interview I have for her. But in the meantime, if you have questions for Stacy, I know I do, you can be among the first to try out the new voice recording feature on my website. You, rec- you can record an audio message for this podcast directly from the webpage. So go to aprilific.com forward slash podcast. And there on the right-hand side of the screen, you'll see a tab with a microphone. Now, this leads so perfectly to this message left by a listener. You do not know how ridiculously delighted I am to be able to feature this first listener audio mail. I don't have a sound effect of a letter being opened, but just imagine that here. Hello, Miss April. How are you? This is Andrea. I just wanted to stop by and say hello and also share with you that I did listen to your last podcast and I really enjoyed it. I was very curious about finding out my primal astrological animal and I did find out mine is the octopus. Um, It was really spot on. And it was very cool to read about yours, too. So um, thank you for sharing that with us. And I am definitely looking forward to the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, folks, I am using my Agapanthus wand to make this wish. I want all of you listening to be able to really really feel the universe's support 
and divine love for you in these times of global and personal transformation and transition. As much as we're on our personal journeys, we're also in this together. Tally-ho. Side note, as I found out from an internet search, the original meaning of tally-ho could be something like swords up. Now, those of you who listened to episodes 43 and 44 will know exactly why I think that is so, so darn cool. Much love to you. Until next time.